0: Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with Kate Visconti, founder and CEO of Five to Flow. Welcome, Kate.
1: Hi Deej. So great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: <laughs> Thanks for calling me Deej. You're probably the first one to do so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um so to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your history, your background, um, and how you got to where you are today? I see you had a bit of time in Auckland. Um, so I'd love to hear everything.
1: Awesome. Wow, keep it to 20 minutes, and that's the first question. <laughs> uh I've had a very bizarre career background. I started my career as a high school English teacher. Um technically I started at McDonald's, but not necessarily relevant, except I do think that if everybody had to work one day in fast food, they would treat their, uh, customers and workers a little bit differently. Um, but my background, uh, undergrad degree is in English concentration in writing and secondary education. And I quickly learned that I wanted to do a little bit more, have a broader reach. So I started a master's in business administration, went, uh, really deep 14 years at a um, Midwest regional bank called Huntington, where I worked in almost every uh, horizontal and vertical you can think of across that organization, which led to me on the business side, deploying uh, a large global CRM tool to the whole organization um, from a change management and business process perspective. Uh, Once I did that, I got the fever for this tool. Everybody will look it up. It's Salesforce. And I ended up going to a small global consulting firm called Blue Wolf that grew exponentially (laughs) while I was there. And at that company, I grew the change management practice and some of our strategic growth pieces of the practice. And quickly... um, realized how much more I wanted to do building teams. So I went over to Acumen Solutions and built a change practice from scratch there, also working with the solution architects. And that took me uh, to San Francisco and then over to London. While in London, I got recruited to become a partner at PWC in Auckland, New Zealand. So I know you wanted to hear the New Zealand story. So I got there just in time for a couple months into my new role to go into global pandemic lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) So you can imagine that was a little bit of an interesting experience, but really found myself in that culture, um, pros and cons of the role and acclimating to different types of ways of working where I realized over the course of these 12 years in consulting previously that I wanted to do a little bit different of an approach and focus a little bit more on human element of consulting uh, versus just what the organization is going through, but what individuals and teams are going through. So with that, I started uh, my career as an entrepreneur um, and with my co-founder, Jason Haller, we tried to combine concepts of athletics and fitness with concepts of business and the human element in business to come up with Five to Flow. So here we are today.
0: Amazing! Wow, I love that you've got such an accomplished background. That's awesome. So you're bringing all these different um, skills to where you are today. I love that. And what yeah, does thank you. what does Five to Flow do? Um, I've looked it up a bit on LinkedIn, but For our audience, can you tell us what what does your business actually do?
1: Yeah, so Five to Flow is an organization constructed to basically offer professional services for organizations which span nonprofit, public sector and private sector, um, higher education to either help an organization who's uh, hitting challenges or not meeting core metrics like employee engagement and productivity. Uh, ideal customer experience and engagement and revenue growth or profitability and organizations who are doing great at all that and want to scale. So what our organization does is takes a look at your current state and where you want to head and we help bridge the gap from today to tomorrow through a unique kind of consulting focused on the concepts of flow. Do you know anything about flow, Dylan?
0: (laughs) No, I don't. Can you tell me a little bit?
1: Yeah. So flow is a concept founded by an amazing psychologist named Mihai Chiksend Mihai. He wrote a book called Literally Flow, and we've expanded our knowledge on flow through some studies with the Flow Research Collective and a lot of other amazing resources out there flow is a concept of how our brains work and a very interesting thing for me to learn about um, on why we feel the way we feel based on basically physiologically what's going on with us in certain situations throughout the day and in our lives. So let's just pretend, Dylan, if you're an athlete or a musician or a stand-up comic (laughs) and you see people really get into deep levels of focus where they are really able to just completely immerse themselves in an experience, be completely undistracted, and absolutely just crush whatever they're trying to accomplish through that. There are four stages of flow. They are struggle, release, flow, and recovery. And so what we do... For example, in our Discover Flow program, is create an immersive experience for teams to improve their performance and efficiency while reducing stress and burnout. Um, that course, for example, helps you apply flow concepts, manage your mindset, prevent burnout, and we teach about those that flow cycle, the flow channel, burnout triggers, flow triggers to help people really understand at the individual and team level, how their mindset and mental status <laughs> based on the hormones released at each stage in that cycle can influence how you can perform at work.
0: That is super interesting. I'm definitely gonna do a bit more research after this. After this. Um, and h- how do you, <laughs> sorry, how do you um do this with your clients? Is it like courses you do in person or is it on an app or how do you train or do these courses with your your clients and the teams?
1: It's a great question so of course, with the modern day remote slash hybrid slash on site workforce we have a lot of options and we have multiple services so how we teach specifically about flow is an offering called discover flow that we've done both both on-site um and remote and it's modular so we first get to know our customer understand at the individual level and team level and organizational level what's going on at the organization whether uh, we had a um University, Gonzaga University, who wrote us a testimonial, a nonprofit, Andrew Goodman, and then a professional services firm, Third Eye, go through the programs so far. Um, that particular iteration of the Discover Flow program was very much modularized training to teach the concepts of flow, how they show up individually and in teams and at work. And then we um, are about to launch a next wave of that where we do have recorded modules and in the future hope to have an app where people can access those as needed. Okay, amazing. Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: Uh, No, carry on, carry on.
1: Awesome. Okay, so we also write a lot of blogs, most of them Jason has written, um, but we also ask some of our board and other teammates to write blogs about their experience with flow. It covers everything from managing distraction. So we just announced a partnership with Equus Consulting and we'll be hosting our first big team session with them on distraction management and technology. Uh, We also have applied concepts of flow to diversity, equity and inclusion within organizations. Um, we posted sessions with large uh, events, like a summit, Agile Summit last year, where we taught about tech professionals and how they deploy technology and considering concepts of flow with how you deploy technology. So that's basically our teaching component. From a social media perspective, we also launch uh, weekly just tips and tricks, one um, at for a year, we did Flow Vocabulary Friday. <laughs> we now do <laughs> Wellness Wave Wednesday. So really trying to reach various audiences just to spread the word because um, these sessions that we posted, another one we did was a leadership series for free for people who were um, displaced during the large-scale layoffs earlier this year. And we had people saying, oh, my gosh, I wish I knew that there was like an actual physiological explanation to how I'm feeling.
0: That's that's amazing. I I love to hear it. And are your clients um, on a corporate level or is it more the employees that look for you guys?
1: Yeah, so right now, um, the next piece that I would tell you is another offering we have, but they are at a corporate level. So currently, our revenue is all through the organization, whether it's the school, the nonprofit, the um, public sector group, or the private sector group. So the other core offering we have for them is called Achieve Flow. And that's a program where once we sign on with the client, so other public references on our testimonials would be Uh, like Revolent or Sonify, um, Focus, These clients, you know, sign up with us to go through this program where we interview their employees, uh, shadow them, attend meetings, really immerse ourselves in the organization internally. We distribute the wellness wave, which is our proprietary diagnostic we built to get measurable uh, feedback from people more confidentially. So, For example, if I were to interview you about how much you love your job, we know you might be a little more honest if we're A, not recording the session, and B, if you are anonymous or confidential, if you will. So the wellness wave helps us capture more measurable data across the five core elements. I think I mentioned earlier people, culture, process, tech, and analytics. Those are the five, and it takes all five to flow. (laughs) which is where our name came from. So Amazing. in that wellness wave and interview process, we make sure we cover those five core elements and subdomains of those to see what's really going on at the organization so that when we then recommend solutions at the organizational level, they're addressing the root cause of the issue not just the symptoms.
0: Okay, and ha- do you have any um, metrics or KPIs that you use to measure the success of what you do for the organizations?
1: That is a brilliant question. <laughs> I love that you asked <laughs> that. So most organizations we've been working with so far uh, have implemented a lot of the changes. A lot of them are anecdotal from a retention productivity perspective. We also have worked with a lot of customers who are implementing technology and we're doing some of the pre-work. So core adoption metrics from those systems and making sure they're set up in a way to be conducive to the, those employees. Um, but that is our big goal for 2024 is, and last quarter of 2023 is revisit all of our past customers' And have them retake the wellness wave so we can also use it to measure progress. So obviously lots of things would have to remain constant in that. Um, Other macro challenges that could have impacted your organization might impact some of those metrics but what we're really looking for is higher rates of employee engagement, retention, and uh, productivity. When we talk about productivity too we're not really thinking like Dylan, get more work done. We're thinking, how can you find more joy in the work you're doing and that you're seeing outcomes yourself of what, what you do? The 100%. second big metric. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, carry on. Carry on.
1: So the next critical metric we like to see is customer experience and potentially cross-sell upsell retention customer lifetime value and then third we really want to look at how are how is this organization doing either from a revenue or growth perspective. I'll tell you it's on purpose that I put the metrics in that order of employees first customers second and revenue third and that may sound counterintuitive but we believe founded uh, very well in the, um, in some articles by Tiffany Boba and her latest book and a lot of research that the happier your employees are, the more, um, you know, happiness and experiences they'll drive for the customers. And then that's what drives revenue. So we really want organizations to look at their people first, do things that will prevent burnout, do things that will promote flow. And then think about that where if you were happy because you're a motivated worker at your organization, how much better of an experience I would have. And then I'd be likely to work with you again.
0: hundred percent. I, I agree with that completely. Um, and that is the metrics your customers use, correct? What are the metrics that you use to measure the success of your business?
1: So the first ones I gave were what we were hoping to see. Um, that's like, if they can share either anecdotally what they're seeing so uh, and then what we'll focus on this the rest of this year and next is that retaking of the wellness wave but um if they're measuring those things and see transformation among their employee engagement or customer experience or revenue and we've worked on those particular things with them we'll uh we'll we'll say cause and effect (laughs) (laughs) Is it causation or correlation, right? Like that's, that's the big question. But um, we also just measure from an anecdotal and feedback perspective, and we take our testimonials very seriously. Uh, But we will be revisiting everybody next year to retake the wellness wave to see how they're doing on that in the future.
0: Okay, 100%. And so this is a interesting question I've started to ask on here. Um, if you were to rate the satisfaction of where you are in terms of your business on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate it now?
1: I would give it a 9, and I'll tell you why it's so high. <laughs> um, here's where a little bit I forgot to mention part of my career. I did some stand-up comedy, and uh, I... I have a solid sense of humor around the state of the world, right? And um, you mentioned a thing, a couple of things we don't talk about, and what's <laughs> going on in the world. Um, in in the context of I started this company, um, post pre launch was March of 2020, and everybody listening knows what happened in March of 2020. So we're in the height of the lockdown. I'm trying to start a global consulting firm where our core offering is an on-site workshop. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when we formally launched in October uh to November timeframe of 2020, we, you know, met a ton of challenges to get off the ground. But I've got a very resilient team and a and a determined team were inspired by this huge vision to change the world. And we want to reshape employees experiences and, and really make sure people are what we say connecting the disconnected. And it, it's happening one person at a time. So I'd give it that nine because outside of COVID, then we have other major macro challenges, massive companies laying people off. And we're still pretty intact. And we've shown year over year growth. To get to our third birthday next week, uh we're still around, and so when you're a self funded startup with a bunch of people who are really bootstrapping along with me, an amazing leadership team, an amazing advisory board who just keep showing up, you know it's like I am super grateful for that, and I'd give it a ten if we were um where i want to be from some of our future development and like measurability of of outcomes dj dj but i yeah, uh, yeah. i'm going to give it a 90 as a former high school teacher that's an a minus
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay amazing so i was going to ask a follow up question on that is if we were to meet in 3 years and i ask the same question what would you say the answer is but you kind of said that you'd want it to be a 10, right? But yeah, what, what do you need to do or accomplish to get it to that 10?
1: To be a 10 in the next three years, I'd like to have added, um, more full-time staff. I'd like to have our custom app built and maybe by then have affected a million people with our content. I think, uh, that's a good goal to have like impact a million lives with, with capability to access flow in the workplace.
0: hundred percent. I love that. And so we, we are running out of time a bit, but I wanted to ask before we go, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? And what advice would you give to the the casual employee, um, based on your your flows to succeed in what they do?
1: Ooh, it's a great question. So first one, advice to other entrepreneurs. I would say you're never alone and you're going to feel like it a lot. But there are so many resources out there, other founders, groups, um, entrepreneur coaches, etc. I'm a huge proponent of coaching and making sure that, You really, really take care of yourself as either a CEO or founder or leader of an organization that you can't underestimate, you can't overestimate, excuse me, the importance of our own personal health and wellness to be a great leader. So you can't pour from an empty cup, as they would say. Um, My advice for employees if you all just changed, one thing just one thing it would be to make sure you have time blocked on your calendar for breaks throughout the day our brains end up basically looking like my chrome with 75 tabs open and it slows us down and we don't even realize it and we just try to plow through so if there's one major change you could make today it's Make sure you somewhere on your calendar throughout the day have time for a break. And that break is best suited with some sort of walk in nature or playing with a dog or positive social interaction. So you can clear that cache of your brain and get restarted on the next big thing.
0: Amazing. I love that. Um, I definitely need to start doing that better. Um, but thank you so much. And Kate, thank you for being on the show. Um, I've really enjoyed your insights and I'm definitely going to do a lot more research into how I can better myself (laughs) with your flow. So what is the best way for people to get in touch with Kate Visconti if you have any offers for them or if they want to follow your journey or have a look at your product? What's the best way for them to reach out or follow you?
1: Well, it's super easy. My email is literally Kate K-A-T-E at 5 flow spelled out F-I-V-E-T-O-F-L-O-W dot com. That's also our website, five dot flow.com. There is a section on there to book a discovery session. And most importantly, if you click the little button to take the wellness wave. And when you take the wellness wave, we'll have you in our system. You can opt in for our newsletter and our blog series, et cetera. Um, But you'll also, in the short term, get a link with some quick tips for yourself to make some personal changes that are within your control based on your biggest flow blocker in the wellness wave. We are innovating on that, so more changes to come, but you can follow us on social, which you can access uh, through our website at the bottom. And we also take emails generally at gratitude at 5 com, just as it's spelled or sounds. So we are super grateful for everybody who works with us. We want to spread this awareness as much as possible to help people have happier and healthier lives at work.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Kate. And thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you, Deej. It was a pleasure. You asked great questions. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you.